0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is, when you may tune in. This is Rev. Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and this is today's episode of Truth Tidbits, episode 16, as we just look at different aspects from God's Word, whatever He may be speaking to us each and every day from His Word. So today, I want to take us to this concept. I want to consider Fresh Baked Loaves Daily. And I'm going to be reading from a particular book in the Bible that most people are even not not even familiar with. But before I do that, I want to I want you to just think about this concept. You know, you um, how many of you either love to bake, or perhaps someone else in your family loves to bake, and you know, you're you might enjoy maybe having a bread maker in your home. Or going to a local deli or bakery in the mornings or whatever. The smell of fresh baked loaves and how wonderful they are. Hot out of the oven, even steaming, soft. It's wonderful to have those fresh baked loaves of bread. I want to explore this concept from the scriptures because I want you to see something very sweet and tender and comforting for us all from the Scriptures. I'm going to be reading in the book of Lamentations. Many people are very unfamiliar with the book of Lamentations. It was written by Jeremiah as Jeremiah's lament after the Babylonians had come in and taken the beloved city destroyed the city, taken the people captive, and Jerusalem was in ruins and desolation. And Jeremiah is known as the weeping prophet. He was the one that was very tender and brokenhearted a lot. He he, he carried a great burden, and he was very grieved for the sin of his people, for the condition of the people, and so he truly spent a good bit of time in Weeping and in sorrow. And he writes about that in this book of Lamentations. You can read all about his lament. And if you read from chapter 1 all the way through the verses that we're going to read today, you will see his heart was broken. He was really crying out to God out of deep anguish and sorrow and, and just brokenness of spirit and of heart. So this is him pouring out his lament for us to read. But here, when we get to the middle of his book, which is in essence, basically the very middle of the book of Lamentations, Lamentations chapter 3, I'm going to read a few of these verses because here we see a ray of hope. Up to this point, it's been doom and gloom, sadness, regret, lament. But here, listen to what he says in verse 21 of Lamentations chapter 3. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. So here we see Jeremiah in the midst of all of this pain and sorrow and anguish of heart Yet reminding himself, you know, it spoke in the Old Testament days in the days of David about how David encouraged himself in the Lord. That's what we see Jeremiah doing here. He's encouraging himself in the Lord by bringing back certain truths to his mind in spite of his circumstances, In spite of his circumstances, he recalls what he knows to be true about God. Who he knows God is, that in itself will preach to us. In spite of our circumstances, we must be ever mindful of who our God is and what he is to us. We need to know his character, know his ways. And sometimes when we can't see what he's doing in the natural and our circumstances are all skewed and and maybe Uh, disappointing for us, yet we know him well enough we can trust his heart. We know that nothing at all shall separate us from the love of God. He does love us in spite of what our circumstances say. So we see Jeremiah doing that here. He recalls this to his mind, and therefore it gives him hope. That word for hope is talking about patient endurance in expectation of good. It's talking about expecting better days. It's talking about believing in the good God and waiting patiently, being able to hope with patient hope and conviction. He says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. In other words, he says, I see all around me desolations. I see all around me ruin. The, the Babylonians have burned, you know, come in and, and burned us down. They've taken our people. They, they have just you know, stripped the temple of the Lord and, and uh, toppled it. They have put our, our city and our land in ruins. And yet, we are not utterly consumed. That's what he's saying here. He says it's through or because of the Lord's mercies, we're not brought to a complete end because the Lord has mercy toward us. Now... That word for mercy is the exact same word that was used in Genesis chapter 19 regarding the rescue of Lot from Sodom. If you remember back in the story in Genesis 19 and you go back to Genesis 13, 14, etc. all the way up, you will see that. Lot made certain choices that got him into the predicament he was in when you come to Genesis 19. Early on, he he and Abraham had traveled together, and then there, there they started to have conflict between them, and there was a lot of people, and the land didn't seem to be big enough for all of them to dwell peaceably. So Abraham says, you choose, I'll take the other. You take whichever one you want, I'll take the other. And so Lot looks towards Sodom, and he looks with a longing. In a sense, that's what that word is telling us. He's he's kind of looking, going, hmm, that looks really plush. That looks nice. It's attractive to my eyes. There's a longing there. So he looks towards Sodom, and he says, I'm going this way. That's all nice and green and pretty. And looks can be deceiving now. I'll just throw that in there. And obviously they were in Lot's case. So anyway, Lot goes that way. Well, a little bit later, you find that he pitched his tent towards Sodom. In other words, he gets closer. He's gotten a little bit closer. He's gotten a little bit closer. Before you know it, he's in Sodom, and and he's already had to be rescued one time. Abraham goes and rescues him in chapter 14 for the first time. Because an enemy has come in and taken Lot and a bunch of the others from Sodom. Well, they come back, and Lot goes back to Sodom. He gets so involved, he's actually in the city gates, meaning he had become one of the chief people in the city, one of the elders or or leaders in the town. And, you know, then these two angelic beings come to the city of, of Sodom because they're sent by God to destroy it because of its great. Great evil and wickedness, and you can read about that more in chapter 18 and 19 of Genesis. But the point I'm getting to is this, Lot got Lot into Sodom. Lot was responsible for the condition he was in, in Genesis 19. He was responsible for being a part of this evil wicked city. Now the Bible does call him righteous lot in other places. So there was a there was some um, some degree of, of good remaining in him inside his heart, whatever, and because of the covenant that God had with Abraham, God in his mercy got Lot out of Sodom. Even though Lot got Lot into Sodom, God in his mercy Got Lot out of Sodom. That is the best picture. And a beautiful um, picture right there. The very first time it's ever used in scripture. Of the mercies of God. And Jeremiah is saying here. That it is because of those same kind of mercies. This is the very reason. That we are not brought to a complete and utter end. Done away with and finished. In other words, it might look like we're ruined, but God's not completely done with us. We've got something better yet to hope And yet to come and yet to believe God for. And that will speak to us as well. Because no matter how ruinous our situation may look like, there is still hope that we can lift our eyes and hope in God. Just like Jeremiah did. Because we're not utterly thrown away and consumed. And he says, why is this? He goes on. For through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Why? Because... His compassions fail not. That word for compassions is rakam. Rakam. And it is one of my favorite words in the Old Testament. It literally is talking about the womb of a woman that has a baby inside. It's talking about how that womb cherishes that baby it nourishes the baby, it protects the baby, it supplies the baby with everything it needs, it wraps that baby in its warmth and in its safety. That's what the womb of a woman with child is designed by God to do. And it's that love of the mother that is is being careful that mother is careful in how she eats and what she eats and and making sure she eats right and all of that because she knows she's nourishing not just herself but she's nourishing another living being inside of her. And that being is loved. And that person is treasured and cherished. That's what this word for God's compassion means. It's as if he is like that mother. It's as if he has that kind of a mother's love that says, you know what? I love that child, that child of mine. I love that child. I'm going to wrap that child in protection and in covering and in blessing. I'm going to provide for my child. I'm going to take care of it. That is these compassions. And beloved, these, the Bible says right here, those kinds of compassions, that tenderness from the Father God in heaven toward you and toward me, every single day He makes that fresh and brand new for us. It's as if He bakes a, a brand new loaf of bread for you, every single morning. I want you to understand the personal nature. This is personal. It's intentional. It's compassionate. It's loving and kind towards you. God in his forethought is looking ahead and he says, you know what? I'm going to put a perfect ingredient together. I'm going to put the perfect ingredients together for this loaf of bread called mercies that that my daughter needs today, that that son of mine needs today to get them through today. So I'm going to bake a fresh loaf this morning. Hallelujah. And it's as if, you know, he invites us and and we can uh, sip our coffee and eat and enjoy his fresh baked loaf for us this day. It is fresh, it is tailor made, tailor made specifically to exactly what you need for this day. Hallelujah! Every dawn. He's baking a fresh loaf for you. It's brand new, it's fresh, and it's tailor made. It's going to be an ample food for you, an ample supply, an ample nourishment for all you need for that particular day. And then Jeremiah goes on and he says, Great is your faithfulness. In other words, Jeremiah ends that verse with saying, I've just told you these great things about God and that He's going to be this way. He does this every single morning, every single day, and you can take it to the bank. Great is His faithfulness. You can count on it. You can rely on it. He will do it without fail. He says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. Hallelujah. I'm not... I'm not wallowing in the the devala- the desolation and the de- devastation that I see around me but I am hoping in God the Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him it is good that one should hope and wait quietly and it's interesting because that literally means to be still before the Lord expecting him to work on our behalf and so Jesus has prepared a fresh baked loaf for us each and every day it says this and it's enough just for today and then guess what if the lord allows us to wake up tomorrow morning guess what we wake up to a brand new loaf for what tomorrow will hold for us and i want to close with this verse of this passage of scripture from matthew chapter 6 verses 31 through 34. Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father, oh man, beloved, hear this, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, Do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. In other words, what he's saying here is you just focus on today. I have baked you a brand new fresh loaf of mercies for today. All that you need. My compassions, my mercies are upon you today for everything you need today. Don't worry about tomorrow because guess what? In the morning, you're going to wake up and I'll have a brand new fresh loaf for tomorrow ready for you. When you wake up, oh, I hope and pray that this message has brought great comfort to you this day. God is the baker in heaven who makes a fresh baked loaf for you every single day. How precious is that? I pray the Lord bless you and keep you and that you can join us again. For future episodes of, of Truth Tidbits, I'm sorry we did Bible Bites last year, of Truth Tidbits this year as we see what God speaks to us each and every day. A fresh word and a fresh mercy for whatever we need every single day. God bless you today in Jesus' name.